I was talking with my son. I accidentally told him to turn off the door instead of close the door. Yeah. And so he told me, no, a door is, when it, if a door was turned off, it would be open. Like a door's on state is closed and its off state is open. Wow. And um, I said, I don't know, man, because the whole point of a door is that it, it's a machine that opens. It's a, it, otherwise yeah. it would be a wall. So it's True. like, yeah, yeah. What the two states of a door are open and closed, and which is the when? When is it most a door? When it's open, I think that you're right because that's the thing it does. Yes. The, what makes a door a door is that it opens. I understand yeah. it needs to be able to close too. He sees it as a barrier, and you see it as a portal. Oh, trippy man! I didn't think about <laughs> it. Yeah. Well, I don't know who's right or who's wrong. You know, like it's just something where we were thinking about it. You know, kids yeah. love semantics, stuff like that. Yeah, of course. Semantic antics, which is another name for our podcast. I think we were thinking about what we should call it, right? When we started this podcast, how long ago was it? It's funny you should bring that up. Yeah. The day that this episode comes out, July 29th, will be oh, the yeah? one year anniversary of Every Damn Thing on the podcast. I uh, believe it's been a full year, Jake, since we met and became friends. We've been, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've been, a, we put a show out every week. Uh, since July 29th, 2020, which is, uh, I'm impressed with ourselves. Um, well, you did, like I always say, you did all the work. You do all the editing. You can take out, you should work. edit out the part where I say you did all the work. But uh, you know what I did? I actually re-edited the part where you said you do all the work to make it sound like you said I do all the work. So the <laughs> cool. listener would have just heard it like you <laughs> yeah. saying I did all the work. Um, we did recently congratulate ourselves on our 50th episode, just like three episodes ago. So I don't want to, I don't want to overdo it too much. Oh, you don't want to stunt too on much on it or do victory laps too much about it. Yeah, no. It, um, it's kind of like you, you read in comics as a kid and they're like, Spider-Man's uh, 25th anniversary, it's like a double-sized issue. And then the yeah. next week, it's like a double-sized issue because it's 250 issues. Yeah. You know, it's always a year or a number or, you yeah. know. So We are really event-driven here. I mean, everything are events. So it's like, yeah, we have a special event. But the special event, as always, is we're going to do a show. And, you know, I've always told you I'm rededicating myself. That's a common yeah. thing I tell you. Of I, course, yeah. I'm rededicating myself. I'm getting, I'm, I'm really going for it now, Jake. I'm being serious. I really am. I, I don't want to waste the listener's time. I, I, I like, I take it really seriously, man, because. Okay. I, I, have I, you ever I, considered that the listener is like, like the reason for listening to the podcast is so that they can waste time? But I know they like to hear this. They like to have me say empty yeah. promises that I'm not going to waste their time, <laughs> that I take this seriously, that I value their intelligence, that I respect them, uh, that like we're well-researched, I put work into it, all that stuff. Yeah. With every fiber of my being, I'm trying to make this better. <laughs> okay. They're, if, if they're stuck with us. Like if they're stuck listening to us, Yeah. We, like the least we can do is try to make a coherent point once in a while or, yeah, you know, every once or in a while, give yeah. a good example or treat each other with respect. The least we can do is start the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Hello and welcome to Every Damn Thing. It's a podcast where we rank everything. I'm Phil. And I'm Jake. And we're here to guide you through the list of everything. Each episode, we take items and tell you where they rank on the list of everything. The list can be viewed by going to everydamthing.net. You can find a link in the show notes. And in the honor of our one-year podiversary... That means like an anniversary, but for podcasts. For podcasts, yeah. I figure that we listen to how we told the story of us discovering the list in our very first episode a year ago. Uh, does that sound good to you, Phil? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Okay, so here you go. Let's listen to this. Oh, man, I'm going to have to hear my own voice. It's going to be great. I thought you were just going to splice it in. Oh, no, we got to hear it's it. It's weird we use tape metaphors. You're not splicing anything. There's no tape. <laughs> here we go. So we've known each other for many years, decades even, long ago... During our youthful adventures, we uncovered a great and powerful artifact. I believe it was in an ancient tomb. So yeah, we already sound like um, our our sound now is much better than it was then. I think uh, at least mine is. Let's yeah. continue going. 
Yeah, and that tomb was located in a galley of a sunken ship. The, the great and powerful artifact was a list of every damn thing that ever has or ever will exist, ranked, of course, from best to worst, so it was a very long list. Immediately after finding the list of everything, we committed its memory, but we were separated from it by a great cataclysm. Or a hullabaloo. And it was lost to us for all time. Unfortunately, we each received a hard knock in the head during the cataclysm, or, or the <laughs> which transferred our memories of the list into the deep recesses of our subconscious minds. We can only now access the list bits at a time through an arcane mystical process that looks a lot like what they call shooting the shit. Through this process, podcasted for your listening pleasure, will gradually uncover the list of every damn thing. I realize, Jake, that I make finger quotes every time I say shooting the shit when I'm talking yeah. to it. You have to make the quotes. I, I actually, the listener can sense that you're making the quotes, but only if you make the quotes while you're doing it. I also, it's never in the script, but I add, of course, every time. <laughs> I say, we memorize the list, of course, or I add, of course, in there. I don't know yeah. why I have to do that. I just feel the need to do it. Uh, listen to that. I think that like our um, audio quality has um, improved mm -hmm. quite a bit over the last year. Oh, yeah. um, but then um, <laughs> the quality what? of the content's not, not much better than it was a year ago. <laughs> it's, we're stable, though. We're at a good... <laughs> We're at cruising speed right now. We've, yeah, true. Uh, you know, we started out lukewarm and we've continued to be on this lukewarm <laughs> yeah. streak. That's great. Yeah. Uh, um, but because we, we hadn't ranked anything yet at that, we didn't get to say how many items were on the list, which is now at 174 items with Dolly Parton at the top uh, and Transphobia at the bottom. And uh, we also didn't get to say that Sriracha and Brief are in the middle of the list. Now, um, we're talking about Brief. We mean a moment of time, not that kind of underwear. So uh, if you want to see the complete list, go to everydamthing.net. Uh, you can find a link for that in the show notes. Do uh, you want to get straight into the first topic? Okay. Our listeners, Thad L. and Donovan, mm -hmm. friends of the pod, maybe the two people that have submitted the most topics, they yeah, submitted yeah. a podcast to us. Okay. So podcasts are a form of media. It's funny because they're called podcasts because they would people would get them and put them onto an iPod, which iPod, they don't do yeah. anymore. So yeah. it's funny that they're always still called that when they could be called just audio show or, you know, that's kind of, it was one of those weird relic words. Like I was saying about using the word tape right now, we're rolling tape or whatnot, yeah. but um, okay, so it's an MP3. Usually, it's a sound file that's stored somewhere, and then um, you listen to it asynchronously. So it's like radio. It's like an asynchronous form. Of radio. Well, yeah, people know what it is because they're yeah. listening to this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They've really grown in popularity. They used to be a lot more of a fringe thing. I never. I had like a. I would listen to it like I feel like many, many years ago, like the first time I heard about it because I had an MP3 player, so I thought I should be putting things on here. I remember. I think the first time that I learned about them, I was saying to you, maybe 15 years mm -hmm. ago or so, maybe more. Um, hey, uh, when we talk we should record it so people can hear about us talking, hear us talking. Cause people would just fucking love that. Uh, and yeah. you said, Oh, there's this thing called a podcast. Uh, oh. And you told me about podcasts and I started listening to them. And uh, that was again, like at least 15 years ago, I remember that I was listening to podcasts during the 2008 economic crisis. Oh, like stuff. you were listening to planet money at that time. Yeah, it was, stuff, I mean, it was like that, almost all NPR yeah. at the time. A lot of that stuff though, that they make is produced as a radio show. Well, right? originally, yeah. Planet yeah. money was and, not planet money was actually the first, Oh, it was Podcasters. produced. It was produced for digital, and yeah. I mean, but this is a really mass market thing. Now I can say there's some good things and bad things about it. Some bad things about it is it's like I said, asynchronous. So it's like it's not a good way to learn about like the score of the Knicks game. True. But if you want to, you, there's a podcast you can listen to of people talking about old Knicks games. Yeah, it, it's a very limited audience to be sure. Like I, I go in and out of it. That's like for me, like oh, it'll help me get to sleep if yeah. I. I don't. I'm not even listening to the broadcast of the Knicks game. I'm listening to people talk about how Patrick Ewing played in you know in 1989 yeah, yeah. or something. It's a it's a weird world, but you know, and that's the thing is like there's there's niches for everything, and it's wonderful, right? Right. Um, some plus, and also you can do other things while you listen to it, like you can yeah, be doing for, your 
well, Wash muting dishes. for one thing, which is what people use radio for. It's a lot of the same stuff that people would have used the radio for previously, I think. But yeah. differently from the radio, I guess radio people would use headphones, but this one, it's like inside your head. It, more it's more anything. intimate a lot of times, and you yeah. feel like a parasocial relationship. Right. So it's yeah. like if you find out Ira Glass, his ex girlfriend is like, "Yeah, this guy's a jerk. I don't like him." And you think like, "That guy? What are you talking about? That guy's great." Yeah. And then you realize like, "Oh, it's you don't you're not actually that guy's friend. You just listen to that guy in your ear for years of your life." Yeah. You know. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. Tr that's true with radio too. I suppose, especially ones that are more like less produced. The, the ones that are just guys talking like us. If yeah. you listen to a lot of that, like Mark Maron's a good example of somebody who he'll sit in a room even before he does interviews. But before he does interviews, he'll sit sit there and like share stuff like it's like you're a therapist um yeah yeah and you get and you yeah you start to really get to feel like you know the person especially over a long period of time like there's some podcasts i've listened to for over 10 years where like oh, I, I suppose some podcasts are free right true, most of yeah. them are free um that's another benefit to them although a lot of times the reason they're free is because they have ads for mattresses or whatnot yeah, the yeah. whole time so but then that's good stuff. also because you get to learn about new mattress yeah yeah new brooklyn in or whatever yeah oh another thing is it kind of takes you it can take you out of your everyday life the real people who are around you they're yeah. like um hey phil it's time to say your vows you're getting married and you're like hold up i'm listening to uh, <laughs> yeah. i'm listening to radio yeah, lab that's, or whatever that's a bad I'm, thing like i've, yeah. I've got, i'm sure you're the same i've gotten complaints about that like i for my wife mainly you know but other people that i spend a lot yeah. of time around more than just about anybody I know, you might be the exception. I listen to podcasts a lot. Um, it's more or less replaced reading books for me, but also I do it while I'm while I'm like doing busy work and whatnot. So, you know, like I have to spend my time, some amount of time every day managing my podcast playlist and, you know, doing yeah, triage. Yeah. To decide oh, so that's, that's like a negative or maybe a positive. I don't know. It is kind of a negative. Like, I mean, it's, I do wish that I read more. Because you got to um, catch them all and you're not reading enough. Yeah, but... A lot of them, are, I feel like it's almost like reading because maybe know, it's a man. little less active. I, yeah, I don't know. I think that like, okay, for example, like I forgot what jicama was. Yeah. And I'm like, damn it. What do I call that boring thing that everybody hates? And I had it a did. jicama in my hand, not even uh, like yeah. a sliver, like a root. Yeah. Big, yeah, yeah. And I had just cut it open. And I'm like, what, they, what is this fucking thing? Like, I couldn't remember what it was. And I realized like, oh, none of these parasocial relationships with podcast hosts are going to help me now. Because none oh. of them are here in my kitchen. I'm just sitting here all alone with this jicama in my hand. I don't know what it's called. Like what you need then is like a real friend in your life who will tell yeah. you like that's a jicama. You know that's yeah. what that is. Although your friends might not know that kind of stuff. I don't know. Most people they say, "What do you call that root that no one likes?" Sometimes they put it in hummus, and you said, "I wish it was a carrot." Which how many times do you say you wish something was a carrot? Almost never. But like that's <laughs> I, I I like jicama, man. I mean, it's not the, it's it's better like if it's I, an ingredient, not to eat it raw. Like it's kind of like yeah. eating a potato otherwise. But oh, you like it with like pepitas in a salad or something? Yeah, like yeah. That. I, I know I'm getting off topic. Here. <laughs> it's okay. So yeah, podcasts. I'm I actually really love them. Like I'm kind of obsessed with them. Maybe more than kind of. I've like read books about them actually comic books but like which is another medium I'm, I'm obsessed with um but the thing that we have to do is when we judge them we're not just consumers like we had a podcast together you oh know, yeah, in good, the point, good point um, yeah. but like it's been really oh, fulfilling to me yeah well it's but what if it makes what if it makes it seem like talking to you feel like work luckily that doesn't happen but it could yeah, be like that yet, for you it, listening mean, to me talk maybe sound makes it seem like work because you used to have to edit so if i yeah. see you in person i'm saying like duh and um you're like yeah. oh god this is more work for me later <laughs> even though like we're just we're, there's no recording going yeah. on right so that's another like a negative of, yeah. of, of podcast it's i don't true, know it's it's generally speaking 
I feel like it's a mixed bag, though. Yeah. So it's I'm, a mixed I'm ready bag to... to a degree, but uh, I don't know. I get a lot of entertainment out of them, and I also get like the act of making them is really fulfilling to me. You know, I get to create something with my friends. Uh, of course, you know, we, it's because we're working towards this important task yeah. of reassembling yeah. a solemn task, you could say. Right. Yeah. Of reassembling the rank list of everything. Yeah. Oh, speaking of rank lists, another thing that was submitted for this episode was was rank lists. Donovan submitted that as well. Do you want to just? We can come back to podcast. You want to do rank lists right now? uh it's unorthodox but i'll I'll allow it okay sure okay so rank list there's two ways you can present information like it's in a list one is ordered and one is unordered right so imagine just a bulleted list of things so like here are some things uh walnuts dogs uh cars you say like (laughs) yeah "Yeah, yeah. okay but but then if you give that same list and it says here's a list of things number one dogs number two uh, walnuts number three cars you're like oh man Cars have some work to do. They got they got to improve. <laughs> yeah. Dogs are vulnerable at number two. I think that's a soft. Yeah. T- Anytime you see it, people see a rank list, it's useful. You know, I know that um, people writing things online, yeah. they say, oh, you got to have a, a list of things, 11 movies that like are awful or yeah. whatever. I don't know whatever. But if they're in order list, then people are into it more and they argue about it. How can yeah. you have this at number two? Are you, yeah. are you kidding? Like, that's ridiculous. You you said that these 11 movies were awful, but you left out this movie or something, you know, yeah, and it yeah, drives yeah. engagement and whatnot. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why. I'm really into rank lists, like 100 best movies and this or that, you know, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like, AFI I, top 100. The, yeah. I don't I don't often give a whole lot of credence to the actual ranking. You know, like I, I know that like there's, you know, some give or take on either side of where things are list. Um, yeah, it's a poll and the methodology is kind of flawed, you know, and yeah. you think, oh, wait a minute. If everybody kind of likes something, then it's going to be at the top of the list, like things that are that are a little more divisive, but some people love them and, you know, that kind of thing. Yes. I understand. It doesn't, yeah. it, it's a hard way to get quality, but it gets you interested and it makes you think about, because a lot of times what people do now, the kids, they don't talk about rank list. They talk about a tier list. They're like, right. there are these tiers and there's the S tier and then there's the A, B, C. I think it comes from racing video games because my son plays racing video okay, games and okay. he's talking about it. Here are these Pokemon. The, the S tier Pokemon is uh is Pikachu or what have you, yeah. right? My son's breaking this down for me. And I was like, how do you know about this stuff? You know, he's like, oh, this is what we talk about in school or, you know, I don't know. He's back with talking with other kids now, which is yeah. good. Um, yeah. So like uh, with those ranked lists, like they're great, but like, I don't care that much about like it's it's an exercise i like the exercise of ranking but like well, i don't this list that we're doing now I don't give, no no this list this list of everything yeah, yeah. that list those rankings really matter well what's the best list besides I mean, actually, this of course talking about the list of everything well ranking ranked lists is pretty what's the word for that i know what the word is because i could see the future what is it uh, metatextual metatextual yeah metatextuality yeah. that was submitted by donovan as well oh uh, so okay do you, you want to rank that we could we could come back to rank list but do you want to yeah go, yeah, that now? yeah. <laughs> you spring the trap on me but let's take a break real quick and then we'll come back and we'll get into we're gonna have to rank all three of these things uh, you can rest during that time yeah oh yeah i'm gonna steal myself okay every damn thing is brought to you by arbitrary milestones With Arbitrary Milestones, you always have an excuse to celebrate yourself, regardless of whether your existence merits praise or not. And this month only, Arbitrary Milestones is running a special for straight white men with unreasonable confidence in their own opinions. With each Arbitrary Milestone you celebrate, you'll also get a free ego-sheltering sympathy laugh in response to one of your tired and also somewhat problematic jokes. Just enter the code WELLACTUALLY at checkout. To celebrate your arbitrary milestone, subscribe and rate every damn thing on your favorite podcast app, which is obviously the best if it's the one you use. And find them on Twitter and Instagram, where they've just recently surpassed 700 followers. 
We'll see you there. No, man, I'm. I told you I don't want to waste any of the listeners' so time. So now we're going to talk about metatextuality. Phew. Okay, good. No, I, I, I'm not going to waste any of the listeners' time. Okay, metatextuality. Uh, yeah. I don't. I, good thing I happen to have some notes about the topic. Um, okay, good. Okay, it's a trippy topic to talk about. It's and a think big about. topic, it's, man. It, it's it's semiotics, right? It's part of that. Yeah, okay. and it's basically. Whatever I mean, that means. Uh, I guess the simplest form would be that it, if something contains itself. Something is about itself. It's trippy because, like, I tried to find a good definition online. Mm-hmm. What I found was that um, there's metatextuality uh, and there's also metafiction. And in some cases, they are separated. Like, I've seen some definitions that say it's just metatextuality is when something talks about something else. So, like, when one text refers to another text. Oh, back in school, they would call that intertextuality. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I, is there some confusion online? Um, well, you and, know like, what? Talking about say... oneself, they would call metafiction, but I don't know if that's specific to fiction. But mm-hmm. I think that in common discourse online, it seems like mostly the two words, metatextuality and metafiction, are the same thing. Um, okay. So, like, when you watch, did you see the movie Luca? No, it's a I didn't, Pixar no, movie about these little Italian kids. Well, no, in no. part of the movie, they're watching a movie, right. uh, big deal on, on Madonna Street, right? right or this right. comes up in um, in Trading Places. They're watching the thing from another world. Or right. in, in the movie, new movie Black Widow, they're watching Moonraker. Or in Vertigo, they're watching Twelve Monkeys. Or right. but like in all those cases, it reminds you that you're watching that movie, right? But then you could, if that's the case, then like anything, like oh, there's a person in this. There's also a person somewhere else that reminds you that you know. Yeah, this is a movie or, you know, anytime that the the camera moves, it reminds you. So I I think that like a little bit tricky, Um, like just to belabor the point of definition, I I found a good another definition online uh, just so the listener knows what we're talking about. Okay, Um, yeah. And also for you and I, if otherwise we're just going to be spinning our wheels. So, yeah, I'm going to read a couple really quick definitions. Wikipedia says it's a it's a form of intertextual discourse in which one text makes critical commentary on itself or another text. And then okay. I found another good one online that says um, it's where the text draws attention to its status as an artifact, uh, something that was made by someone for a certain purpose in order to yeah, be funny, yeah. to try to break free from old forms or to pose questions about the relationship between fiction and reality. And it gave like examples, um, being self-referential, breaking the fourth wall, blurring the lines between the fictional world and other worlds, like for example, referring to other texts or when the narrator is like, doing too much as a narrator either like over narrating or under narrating or revealing themselves as a narrator yeah. or saying like hey I, I know what you're thinking watching this movie so it's when a piece of media refers to itself or to another or calls attention to itself as yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or to an outside text which in a way is calling attention to itself anyways so um it's kind of like a, a, a snake eating its own tail <laughs> oh the ouroboros you're yeah, talking exactly. about exactly and it's yeah, yeah, like yeah. a slippery slope where we talk too much about it and you start thinking that everything is metatextual as you almost did yeah and i feel like our conversation we're going to end up talking about this conversation maybe creating more questions than we do uh answers but yeah i was in a classroom once where i was learning to be a school teacher right and they were teaching us about classroom management and about like how you run things and all that and we were like a few weeks into it it was like an one of these intense courses that goes all the you know summertime yeah, yeah. it was like i don't know maybe halfway through it and then i realized oh some of this stuff that they're teaching us how to do is the stuff we were they were doing to us in the first week. Oh, this is how you break the ice. This is oh, how you get wow, to know each yeah. other. And then I was like, hey, you're doing what you're teaching us to do. And like, yeah, of course we're doing what we <laughs> teach you how to do. That, and I was like, whoa. And it blew my mind that like I was in the thing. Yeah. That's an example of metatextuality, although not metafiction. It's like... That, that one's tricky because in, in that, the text you're referring to is 
your own lived experience. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. know if that if, applies to that. But yeah, that's a good point that we're not talking about some sort of meta relationship in general, but we're talking about meta text. But we're um, like, if we're in a simulation, like lots of people think we are, then it, it does, you know? Do you like look at the camera and shrug your shoulders like, hey, I don't know. That's how it is. Think about how often people do that these days in real life. Uh, because there's Oh, because so they'd be watching around. The Office all the time and whatnot. And that's how they look. <laughs> they learn how to think and how to talk. It's yeah. from a TV show, which is about people who have cameras pointed at them all the time. And so these yeah. are the people that they're imitating versus like they're not imitating, I don't know, John Wayne or whatever. I got a question. So last episode, yeah. Shallon, who was our guest on the last episode, after we read the um, the intro, she told us that she liked watching us read the intro. Is that meta? No, it's not, is it? It's meta that you, you're talking about it. Yeah. I mean, but no, for her, because she was just saying. But she was in the podcast uh, referring okay, to so us reading he, the intro. Okay, here's something. What about, you know, songs that call attention to their fact as a song? So yeah. there's a song by Too Short, Something to Ride To, where yeah. he says, here's some shit for you to ride to, punk. Like, right. here it is. And the thing that is here for you to ride to is this thing, which was not even finished because they're they're actually still laying it down. They're in the studio, but they're like, they know that when it's done, it will be something to ride to. Right. Yeah. But is it a work of fiction? Like, or does it, does it have to be a work, work of fiction? There's probably order? some fictional tales. Like if you know anything about the freaky tales and stuff that they're, yeah. they're like at least somewhat apocryphal. Yeah. There's also like, we got the beat by the go-go's, which is a song about the beat of the song. Yeah. I mean, I assume, cause yeah. it could be that they're talking about a different song. They're like, we got the beat, get up oh, off your yeah. feet. But they're talking about like a different beat than the one that you're listening to, but probably yeah. not. I feel like like half of all songs are about that. Like, where the lyrics are just about the music, which is kind of rad, by the way. Yeah. Like when talking about music, like music is true because if we're including um, referencing other things in it, then like rap has like so many samples in it, and like a lot of oh, like one I of the main tropes that. of like lyrics and raps is like referring to other music. The same with, um, I mean, jazz, blues, rock and roll. Like if they're like using the same music, like especially jazz and blues. Oh yeah, if you, say, if you use the same use same hook or the, the same, same musical yeah. phrasing melodies. I mean, yeah, obviously, uh, uh, you know, rap uses samples. And then, but like in rap music, uh, a traditional topic of people talking about was like, I'm rapping. Like, that's the topic. Right. What what people are talking about is just calling attention to the fact of what they're doing, yeah. which you don't, are there that much? I mean, I guess like there are songs that are about like, I'm singing, here's a song. A but, lot of, but a like lot of songs don't... are like, there's a framing mechanism in a lot of songs uh, where it's like, I'm the singer, now I'm telling you the story. Like, here's a story of a lo lovely lady or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's the, the narrator telling you, here's a so like so Does the presence of a narrator mean it's metatextual or only if the narrator refers to themselves? Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. Or if they say like, this is a song or, yeah. you know. Like in, in framing mechanisms, like there's stuff like, this is getting off of songs, but like movies like Princess Bride or like Canterbury Tales, you know, like oh, the, yeah, yeah, told me yeah. that was meta because it's like there's lots of stories. within. Well, the stories. Princess Bride is really crazy because it actually is based on a real book. But the right. book that it's based on is like the movie in that it just leaves out whole parts of it that are kind of boring. Yeah. That or that like when his grandfather would read to him, he would just skip. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's the same. I It's the same as a movie, but it's like the book version of that. He's like, yeah, I'm. This is a book. I'm only going to write the good parts of the book because there's some boring parts to it. It's a really cool idea. And then you got, okay, uh, a common one that comes up when you go to college, they teach you about Duck Amuck in college, which is a Daffy oh, right, Duck yeah. cartoon yeah. where Daffy Duck is at war with the animator who at the end is revealed to be none other than Bugs Bunny. A, right. And he says, a nice thinker, you know, but Daffy Duck is like, he's going through a bewildering array of settings and uh, uh, costume changes and having problems with the sound effects, all of which calling attention to the, to his own artificial 
existence. He's looking at the quote-unquote camera, talking to yeah. the artist, who you can see, you know, sometimes there's a, a little animated pencil or something with, that will erase and redraw things. And so it's about the form as well. That's also like, there's a really good uh, homage to that in, uh, there's an Animal Man comic by Grant Morrison. Right, and they, yeah. they did this, a really good uh, uh, version of that, where it's kind of about, it's like a Christ uh, metaphor. It rules. It's really good. Which, where it, Grant like, Morrison but, himself uh, shows up in the comics. and is Grant Morrison himself shows up in the oh, comic, yes. Is Grant Morrison yeah. today? Yeah, man. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, speaking of Grant Morrison, uh, oh, you, you going to talk about Blazing Saddles? No, but um, <laughs> in, in the comic, The Invisibles, I, there's a character. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong comic, but I think it's The Invisible. There's a character that looks like him, that through some sort of magic of of writing, Grant Morrison. Mm. Grant Morrison's also kind of a sorcerer. Um, we'll put a link to him in yeah. the show notes. But yeah, um, he's he's a, he's a, uh, he, Morrison is a is a comic writer who has a lot of ideas about like the things that they write are real or the things that the the reality is fiction and fiction yeah. is reality. And that the, the line between them, you know, that they can bleed over into one another. And they, the guy from Argentina, uh, Borges is the same way okay. where it's like, am I the person writing this? Or, you know, if, if I write it myself as a character, then right. am I that person now? And when you're reading this, which, what are you reading about? That kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Grant yeah. Morrison, maybe sometime 10, 15 years ago, uh, switch places with one of his characters oh, man. in the comic, and that comic is took the form of Grant Morrison in the real world, uh, and Grant Morrison is is now the, the guy in the comic, and I think maybe that's meta. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, oh, okay, okay, I got one. I okay. got one. So you know about the train that comes into the uh, into oh, the, the train uh, station. The, this train station, right? Yeah. There's another movie that's like. We should oh, we explain this to the listener that it's a it's one of the early early films is like train coming to the station and, and there's a, train a, a story a which maybe is true and maybe isn't that when people saw the movie the, the train coming at them they would duck out of the way right yeah because they've so, never seen a moving picture before yeah so there is a there's a movie called like Country Man at the Cinema and it was a movie that came out in like let's say I don't know turn of the century era and basically it's about they show movies and a guy reacts to them like it's like basically a YouTube reaction yeah. video right yeah, where yeah. And and one of the things they show is a train, and he's like, oh, and he jumps out of the way. And it's, you're supposed to think, oh, this guy, he's this country cousin is like is ridiculous. Like yeah. he doesn't, he's not sophisticated like we, the viewers, who know that it's just, it's not real, right? Yeah. But it's it calls attention to itself as a text because you're watching a, a a movie about a guy watching a movie. Yeah, they should put um, a camera on the people watching the guy. Yeah, you know that was okay. I don't want to get in a Truman Show too much because I know you haven't seen okay, it, but. Yeah. There was supposed to be a final shot at the end of Truman Show where they were going to put cameras in the movie theaters so oh. that the last shot would be a, a shot of you in the audience. And then they realized, like, wait a minute, we're going to have to put a camera in every movie yeah, theater I don't think in, that, I don't think in North America. Worked. That's not going to work. But it would have been a good idea, right? It was an ambitious concept. One thing that I, I think of when I think of this is moving away from movies uh -huh. is uh, The Treachery of Images, uh, a.k.a. This Is Not a Pipe by René Magritte which is a painting, uh, or maybe it's a drawing. It's a depiction of a pipe, but it's not a pipe. It's just a depiction. And it says of underneath the depiction of the pipe, uh, it says the words in French, this is not a pipe. And that is an early example of, uh, I think, at least in the modern sensibility of like metatextuality, okay. because it's referring yeah. to itself saying you're looking at a, a representation of a pipe, not a pipe. Uh, okay, I got one. I got okay, one. You, got one. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Las Meninas, it's like a picture of these little girls um, no. by Velasquez, the painter. And 
We'll link in all it, of this stuff, by the way, guys. Okay, in listeners. it, you can see him. Like, he, oh, there's yeah. a mirror used. That The artist is visible. Oh, yeah. And, I, I know what you're talking about. There's a small mirror. This is like a, a Renaissance artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Artist. Yeah. So I feel like this is weird. We, the, ca- we have 100 examples of meta textual things. We right? have lots. And you know what's going to be crazy? What? Um, okay. What's going to be crazy is when I make you listen to a whole other list that I have put aside. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but So I just want to note, Deadpool's like probably the most popular right now uh, character who does meta stuff. But you could say everybody does meta stuff. But yeah, but it's fundamentally based on the idea that he knows he's a fictional character yeah. and exists in a sort of hyper-fictional space. And also, yeah. um, I wanted to give a shout out to Fleabag. Um, the TV show, which is because oh. that the character the whole time, the main character in the whole series is speaking to the camera. Oh, I thought that thing was great. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I, there's I, a scene I, in which she looks at the camera and the sexy priest for the first time. Anybody else like asks her, like, what are you doing? Like, because mid scene, she'll like start talking to the camera and, and he suddenly is like, what are you doing? That moment um, made my heart jump. Uh, I loved it. Are there meta things that you hate? Um, you like mm-hmm. most things is the problem. Yeah, I like most things. I like most like when you were things. when you were a kid, you're watching Moonlighting when they come back from commercial, and yeah. Bruce Willis is like, "Oh, hey, welcome back. We're, we're just let's get started again." Would you uh, say like, "Boo, I hate this"? No, you throw your popcorn at the. I generally TV. really like meta stuff. The one example of meta stuff that I don't like is when the kids wear the Batman costume on Halloween, and the costume has a picture of Batman on the oh, on the hey, front of it. You know, I don't like that. I never realized it in that sense. But no, but then the only reason I can accept that is that they're not dressed as batman they're dressed as a batman costume oh uh, yeah or something yeah. where does that work <laughs> <laughs> i guess i don't know yeah. uh was there anything else uh, you wanted to um uh, i feel like we didn't really get anywhere we said a bunch of examples but we didn't say whether it was if it was good or bad you okay know? you're right i don't know if we ever going to but bear with me um because okay. right now i'm gonna um read off i went through the list of everything this is meta in itself oh, God. and i got examples of metatextuality from the list of everything so you're gonna get impatient but i'm gonna um Read through this. Uh, well, you know, you know about how I feel about the listener's time. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm no, the listener likes this because the listener can think of this as like a partial review of the first year of the list of everything in our podcast. Oh, so God. feel free to jump in any time. Okay. Uh, and number five, Wait, are you talking to me or the listener? Because both. like I, I'm gonna have to listen, jump in on their behalf. Is, <laughs> yeah. is why. Okay. Number five is Prince. Oh yeah. In the song 1999, he wrote, um, "I was dreaming when I wrote this," or they say that in the song 1999, uh, which is about writing. Oh, that's a, song. a good point. So you're like this is this song is a is an artifact. Yeah, it's written by me uh, when I was dreaming. Do you think he wrote that part when he was dreaming? Oh yeah, so he must have been dreaming. But did he because dream the part? He it, did he, he dream the this. part that says I was dreaming when I wrote this? Yeah, because or did he... it's this, isn't it? Well, maybe he just mean like the, the arrangement or something. I don't, uh, I don't know his method. Also, the know. movie Purple Rain is like about essentially standing for him. I don't know if that is counts as metatextuality. I think it does. What do you think? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, a lot of a lot of this is going to be. Is the alphabet metatextual because they're all letters are they include? How do I say it? They're pictograms, but they're also phonemes. So like. They could. T- I don't. I, I, never mind. I'm, I'm having trouble with it. Okay, Pee Wee Herman is number eight. Uh, there's the end of oh, the yeah. movie Pee Wee's Big Adventure, where there's a movie within the movie that depicts the events of the movie. You know that? That's my favorite movie. part of the movie. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, um, I love it because you're watching the same thing reenacted. Like there's a guy Hal Hartley who made a movie like this, where he made like say three movies, but it's the same story, even the same dialogue. But you know, one is told like I don't know. Uh, one is one is told in, in this style and one, you know it's told in three different styles yeah. and you see oh this is what this same story could have been also because Pee Wee's Big Adventure is like uh, Bicycle Thief right yeah oh yeah so, yeah that's a good point I hadn't even thought of that yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So, so you're like watching, you're watching it like reflected three different ways. The same basic story of someone trying to get the stolen bike back or the X one. And number yeah. 10, we got Hank Williams. Uh, I don't uh, think he does really any metatextual stuff, but he's referred to in a lot of country songs that follow. That call attention to the fact that he, he exists as an idea in people's minds as much as he ever did in real life. He himself is referred to in a lot of songs, which I don't think is meta, but his songs are often also referred to in a lot of songs. This, yeah, it yeah. seems to be worked in somewhere. Number 13, watching the comic book, definitely meta. There's a pirate comic within the comic. There's lots of examples of it. And yeah, also yeah. the characters are based on other characters. Number 19, yeah. Caddyshack. The gopher looks at the camera. That's meta. Wait, a gopher is an animal. It's unthinking. It just is, happens to be looking at a place. It dances. Does it, is it wink? No, uh, it's no, going it it to... The, like, the, the gets... gopher doesn't know the camera's there. By the way, I, I had gophers in my backyard. They look just like the gopher in Caddyshack. I always oh. thought that was a dumb looking puppet. It didn't look right. Me too. That's what gophers look like. I've never really seen a gopher. They have big butts. They dance around, man. <laughs> They're funny. Um, okay, maybe that one's not. Weird Al. Like, so Weird Al does parodies. Are, are all parodies metatextual? Or, or... I don't know, man. Okay. I don't I don't know. You start losing I, it there. I, uh, number 21, Bruce Springsteen. He's got a song, The Ghost of Tom Joad, which is about Grapes of Wrath, which is another text. So that's so kind it of calls attention to the fact. I, I don't know about that one, man. I don't well, know about oh, that. How about this? In Dancing in the Dark, he says something like, I'm just sitting around here trying to write this book, even though it's a song. Maybe that might be reaching it's, a bit. It, yeah, both of those I think are a bit of a reach. I think <laughs> that guy, I think he's not metatextual, right? Because like a Springsteen thing is like, I'm not talking about myself as this guy writing songs. I'm talking about, about myself as this other guy, you know? The, even if he does talk about himself writing a song, it's not himself. Like if he refers to writing songs in the song, he might. I think he might be talking about a character, but still you're yeah, talking yeah. about, I don't know. Uh, Star Wars, yeah. number 24. Ooh, got, I think so. I would say no. Here's the thing. Nobody in Star Wars has seen Star Wars, though. Like, nobody... It wasn't even... Like, when you watch Star Wars movies, nobody is like, uh, oh, yeah, I saw a movie. Uh, I know what movies are. Okay, uh, nobody but, like, reads, movie nobody is... reads books in Star Wars. They don't have storytelling in Star Wars, I don't think. But it doesn't have to be explicit. Like, if it's a pastiche... Maybe not pastiche isn't metatextual. It seems like it should be, but it's a pastiche of a lot of older styles of movies and, and TV shows. Yeah, yeah. Work. Okay, uh, okay, I see that. And also, but like, I was the, just the, thinking... the later ones in the plot and stuff, they echo the earlier ones. Oh, that's a good point. Um, I just thought, like, explicitly in a text, like, I don't think anyone in Star Wars ever says, like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm reading this novel. Or like right. I'm I'm watching this movie. I don't think that those exist in Star Wars. Like it's like storytelling is not a big part of their lives. Maybe because they live in a story. So that, so, so it, we're talking about Star Wars, the whole media franchise, which also includes like cartoons or adaptations. Is that kind of it, are they inherently metatextual? Yeah. I guess I don't know, man. Okay, Saturday Night okay. Live. They break the fourth wall. wall. That's number twenty six. They say uh, live from Saturday Night. Oh, and also they do a, uh, examples. They, they do sketches that are based on different things, and they they have different actors. Thing. Yeah, they they're all meta. Man, wall in that one part with the camera and say live from New York. Are bagels metatextual because like they contain a hole which they don't contain, <laughs> right? They like so they contain themselves. Like Maybe they, the Matrix. That oh, seems like more of a metaphor for metatextuality because, like, it's got this world within the world. I don't know if it's metatextual itself. It might be. Um, the Matrix is number 32, I think. In Fraser, which is number 33 on the list, there's an episode um, near the end of the, the series where he runs into his ex-wife um, who's talking about, like, she's she's a children's singer. That's her career. She huh? exclaims, like, talking about this long career of hers, like, do you know what it's like to play the same character for 20 years? Does he say, oh, brother, and roll his eyes? I think it's it gets a big reaction from the audience. Uh, and again, it's towards the end uh, of it. Woos, so. hoots, hollers. 
uh, uh, people say, uh, yeah. doing like, <laughs> number 34, Shakira and hips don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> she like, they, they talk, they talk about the song itself. Like you've said with songs, like, uh, like Wyclef Jean says, Senorita feel the conga. So he's like talking about, or, I mean, maybe in the story that the song tells, there's a conga, but, but he's also referring to... You think to... that Wyclef Jean gets a check every month? Or do you think he gets, like, every year he gets a big check for that song? How does so. he get paid for that song, do you think? In the hip shakes? I like to think that, like, once a month he goes to his mailbox and he's like, oh, nice. My hips don't lie money came in. Here um, it comes. In, in the rap part of that song, he says, um, I go back like when Pac carried crates from for Humpty Humpty. Oh. Um, which is like in a lot of rap songs, like a lot of music, like that's a reference. Yeah, yeah. That's metatextual. Cause it's a reference to another uh, text, which would be the, whatever. It reminds you that you're not, you're not, in a, you're not in the platonic world of ideas. You're actually listening to a, a, an artifact that was created by real people working to make that. Yeah, and this is in the same genre. Uh, number <laughs> 35, we have three stooges. Um, there's a <laughs> movie of theirs where they, um, they eavesdrop on a pair of Martians because they can read the subtitles of what the Martians are saying. Wait, so how is that? There's like, they see a pair of Martians and the Martians are talking, but there's subtitles and the students oh, they... read the subtitles. Oh. And that's how they know what the Martians are saying. How can they read them when they're backwards to them? Maybe they're good reading backwards. Okay, um, Batman the Animated Series, number 36. There's probably oh. lots of examples in there. Oh, there's a really good example where um, Batman meets this... Batman, when he was a kid, was a fan of this TV show, which is essentially like a Batman-like TV show. Right. And he meet, he gets to meet the actor. The actor who oh, played really? him is now like getting harassed or blackmailed or something, so he has to help this guy out. But there's a lot of deals with like the legacy of that TV show that he had been in. And how like it he 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 had been a fan as a kid or you know it was it's it's just a cool idea it invents like this Batman for Batman um yeah which I guess happens in other Batman stories like he's watching Zorro uh, in a lot of the uh, origins yeah stories. yeah yeah but um, in this it's like they they make up a new one that's more it's more Batman like also um the the Joker apparently in a lot a lot of the episodes he seems to know that he's a character a cartoon character yeah he has like a lot of kind of Bugs Bunny energy or Daffy Duck type energy because he's very much a Warner Brothers cartoon character. But he exists in a slightly more realistic world. The Trading Places, number 41. Eddie Murphy looks at the camera in that one. Oh, when they're telling him about the prices or how, how they're talking to him as if he's a child about. Yeah, these, exactly. Uh, about he, how does, he does a are... camera take. They speak down to him. Uh, 44 Truman Show. We don't need to talk about that. You already mentioned that. Run the Jewels, number 60. It's it's full of metatextuality because it's rap. You know, they, they, they're they sampling and they make references to older rap songs. Uh, Popeye's got it. Uh, number 61. Um, he adapts to the Arabian Nights, so I, I think an adaptation counts. What's yeah. it called when one thing contains the whole? Uh, uh, ontogeny recreates phylogeny? I don't know. These words It's are... like, because cubed ice kind of has that, because you could have a cube made out of ice cubes, for example. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, anyway, go on. Uh, number I'm 63, sorry. Blade. Dracula appears uh, in, in the comics, and so there might there's probably some metatextuality there, because Dracula like, looms large over it in general. And that's another text. That's an older text. What about Jessica Rabbit when she says she's not bad? She's oh, drawn yeah. that that's way. Number, she's I letting mean, you know. Like, jumping look, ahead I a was... few, but like, yeah, Jessica Rabbit for sure. She's not bad. She's drawn that way. So she's referring to herself as being drawn. And there's a lot of that in that movie in general. Uh, so that's number 78. At 65, E.T.'s uh, got references to Star Wars and Twilight Zone in it. That's meta. Uh, at 77, the Watchmen TV series is similar to the Watchmen comic in its references. Do you think jorts are but inherently meta because they're genes? They, you wouldn't be able to know what they were unless you would know oh, yeah, kind of, yeah. what genes and shorts are. So they like refer to, do they refer to themselves though? I, I don't, I don't know. The name does. 
Um, Wayne's World's full but, of meta stuff. I don't have to. I don't even really have to get into it. But uh, I mean, oh, they the like get a load is, of this guy, and the whole yeah. thing is meta. I mean, they talk to the camera. They what about Tulsa Time as something that's not meta? Well, Tulsa Time is, is about because okay, no, for because one, it's about trying to write songs, and you have to move back, and you're not going to write any more songs. Only now, when listening to it, do you realize, oh, this is the song he wrote. Right. The song made itself untrue. Oh wow! Does it still exist? Yes, but I, I mean the song. <laughs> The song is about not having a hit yeah, song. I get a real meta vibe from it. Uh, and the, another thing, there is a line in it. He says, I was born to just walk the line, which is a reference to a Johnny Cash song. So okay. uh, that's that's got to be meta, okay. right? Is Sriracha meta because it has vinegar in it? Like anything, with, is something with ingredients inherently no. meta? No, but it's ingredient. But if it's an ingredient, well, maybe. It right, reminds because- you, oh, this is a hot sauce. It that's has vinegar question. in it. That's, that's, a, that's the answer I'm trying to get to. Warner Brothers <laughs> large graphic cartoon t-shirts, number 99. Um, I don't think that's meta, but if one of the characters <laughs> was wearing a shirt of oh, yeah, itself, yeah. that would be Spinderella number 106. Her name <laughs> refers to another character. Uh, I don't know. Spaceballs has a lot of meta stuff. I don't have to get into it. Um, my, my favorite part is when the villains, that's 107 on the you, list. I, you said you weren't going to get into it. You know I'm a Spaceballs okay, hater. I'm into it. The villains are looking at a videotape. Of, they, they watch a videotape of the movie that they're in. Yeah, like, like Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Ice Cube, he's got a song called Jackin' for Beats, which is about taking... <laughs> beats sampling other rap songs that's got to be meta <laughs> you shot me nuts man I, like <laughs> also he has he, like a lot and a lot of the lyrics are full of like meta stuff for example he says i make dough but don't call me Doughboy," which is a reference to the oh, character yes, that get, he played yeah. and he says i had to pull a strap on a fool named lewis the third which is a reference to uh trading places oh uh, and so that's got to be meta right because it's it's a text I referring mean, I, to another I, text i get he, he's not telling you that he went into the movie trading places Became a fictional he's character. A reference. Yeah, I guess. It's just an example well, of a guy. The first uh, example, you, I make dough, but don't call me Doughboy. I don't know. That's got to be meta. Uh, okay, okay. Okay, 109, Cinderella the band. Don't know what you got till it's gone. Has a lyric that says, now I know what I got. It's just this song. So that's, again, your example of the song. Oh, referring to that's probably song. the best example yet. Um, Watchmen movie. Um, same stuff as the other Watchmen media. Uh, but uh, even more so because it's, it's, yeah. Um, the Last Starfighter, there's a video game in it. And that's kind of a text within the text. I don't know if that. That's There's cool. also play, play, Playboy magazines in there, Ooh, in there too. La, la. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris Gaines, um, I don't know. I'm I'm getting, starting to get lost right now. I know Chris Gaines has got a real yeah. Meta it's vibe. a it's a very complicated postmodern thing. Yeah. It's like David Foster Wallace learned about Chris Gaines and jumped out the window. Um, um, oh shit! I forgot that guy actually did die, and I shouldn't have said that. But you know what I mean? He, it blew his mind. <laughs> um, I mean, it not blew, it, it was it was like it it was too it, it was, was crazy. It was the you end know? of him. Um, no, I don't. Hey, man, but, come on. R.I.P. Too soon. So uh, Howard the Duck. America's Sweetheart. Got lot, it's got references to Daffy Duck in it. It's got Breeders of the Lost Ark uh, poster in it. So um, <laughs> that's got that's definitely some meta stuff. And to, to wrap it up, oh, Howard the Duck's number 150. Wrap it up 167 to reflect the beginning of the list, uh, or the first thing I mentioned, Hank Williams. Uh, maybe he wasn't the first. Prince was the first. But anyways, Hank Williams Jr., he's always referring to his dad. I don't know if that's meta, but he's talking about his dad's songs. Yeah, so I mean that's intertextuality, right? Because he's referring to other texts. Like it's a song that refers to another song. Yeah, half his songs are about yeah, you know who my dad and and it'd be like oh yeah, this isn't just a song written by somebody. Even though who knows, maybe some of these Hank Junior songs were written by a songwriter. Like Waylon called him up and said, "I have a song for you. It's called My Dad Was Hank." But Um, like yeah, Whiskey Man Hellbound, he says like, "Sing me a song about a rambling man," which is a referral to the song "Rambling Man." Okay, so what about like the McRib? Because it's supposed to remind you of a rib with its shape, oh. but there's no bone in it. But like, its shape is suggestive of another thing. Is that metatextuality? Just because it... it brings to mind its own artifice. It's like 
it's showing you what it is in a sense. I think it comes down to what what you define as text, because like again, meta text. I mean, something that's metatextual has two levels of text. One is the main text, which I mean, I got an idea. Work in fiction is a story, and the other level is like the text yeah. that refers to the text. You know, so so double stuff Oreos, right? I told you my sister told me about these Oreos that are cookies and cream flavored Oreos. Right. In cookies and cream is Oreos like smashed up Oreos. So the inside of the cookie of the Oreo cookie, instead of being regular cream, is cookies and cream. Oh, so, so it's a that's like a meta Oreo, yeah. for example. It's a meta Oreo, I guess. It's and really... then like the 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 er text, the guiding light, the thing that I'm focused on at all times, which we haven't ranked yet, but eventually will, is oops all berries, which right. is like, I would say oops all berries is the least meta thing, because it just is. It is itself. But it's it a doesn't contain. To... Yeah, but it doesn't contain inside the box. There isn't. There's no oops all berries inside the yeah, box. Like implicit, there's in, just berries inside in the, the name box. of the of the product is the idea that it should not be all berries. That there's another product. But, but inside the box, oops, what's in the box? <laughs> like oops. Yeah, it's an accident. Like it's like the, the oops has to refer to something, you know, and it's referring. Oh, it brings to, to attention. Like oh wait. Was this a mistake? Was it an inside job? What it happened? Be all berries. Like this is. It shouldn't be all this berries. This isn't the whole story. I don't know if it's meta or not, but um, do we do want to try to rank uh, meta textuality? Yeah, let's on the do list? it. Okay. I, I think like I don't think I'm getting anywhere anymore, and I think yeah. I'm just I'm destroying myself. It's like I'm. Yeah, it's I, I, it's a real rabbit hole. Um, but it's a labor of love, and I'm doing this for the listener, yeah. and I'm and I'm sacrificing myself. Yeah, it's this close to Easter, so I'm just learning to make sacrifices. It's so close to Easter. It's <laughs> coming up. It's got to be only nine months away. Um, I meant like just recently past Easter. You know what? Some some listeners might be listening to this nine months from now, and so yeah, good uh, point. Or uh, you're in nine so months. This, even. This, we made this episode for you, uh, that yeah. listener. Um, so I am super into metatextuality. I realize it kind of like if as soon as like I, I start seeing something that's metatextual, I get excited. I know that it's kind of everywhere. Yeah, I feel like especially by this pretty fairly loose definition. Yeah. When I want to get uh, a can of peas, I like the peas that has a picture of a can of peas on it. Yeah. Which I've gotten before, and I said, "Oh, this is cool. Like right. this lets me know." <laughs> um. It it adds to it. It almost never subtracts. Yeah. It's I... another dimension. It's another way of looking at things. Another little bit that can make something a little bit more interesting. So. This is kind of lower than I would would think, but the Truman Show, uh, which is a movie that you put yeah. in there, the Truman Show like relies heavily on metatextuality to make it a, as good as it is. Well, yeah, I mean, but it, it's not about references to other things, but it's kind of about it's a reference the, to itself, it, though. Yeah, and it's also kind of about uh, implicating the 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 gaze of the viewer, right? Yeah. So you're like, oh, I'm part of this. I'm 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 an audience member. Yeah, I, I want this to happen the same way as the people that they're showing me that want this to happen. These audience members in the movie are voicing my concerns. If it's boring and they're saying it's boring. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So not a little bit further above that at 40 is, um, that was 44. So like at 40 is puns. I, I like metatextuality more than puns. Puns are, are kind puns, of metatextual. Are puns in inherently metatextual? Yeah, I think they are. Um, I, I think I want to go higher still. Let but, me see. But here. man, I, I just feel like it's such a, it's so broad that you could put it above everything. Here's what I could put it above. Fraser at number 33. Oh, uh, okay. That puts it below the Matrix. I feel like it could go, going with the Matrix is fair enough. Okay. You want to just okay. do it? Yeah. So, uh, metatextuality, the idea, we'll call it, I think, goes in at uh, number 33, moving Fraser, the TV show, to number 34. So, oh, we uh, have two more things yeah, to Yeah, let's, let's take a break. We'll come back and rank those. I got to gather my, my thoughts, <laughs> man. I, like, it was taxing going through that. 
Every Damn Thing is brought to you by Satirical Podcast Commercials. The next time your bros start a podcast that's actually pretty good and you feel a little bad that you weren't invited to participate, while also knowing that they do it much better than you could, make a satirical podcast commercial. It's a fun and easy way to upstage them under the guise of helping out, and at least in your own head taking a little bit of the credit for their project while doing a minuscule fraction of the work. So if you're struggling with some early midlife ennui and looking for an excuse to get a little drunk and listen to your own voice and laugh at your own self-referential jokes for a couple hours once in a while, intermittently make some satirical commercials for your friend's podcast. And then subscribe and rate the podcast. And then hate follow it on Instagram and Twitter. We'll be waiting for you. Hey, welcome back. Jake and I gathered our thoughts and we're back and we're ready to rank these lists. Uh, so yeah. um, let's rank ranked lists. Okay, so... So rank uh, list is a ranked a, list... It's an, it's uh, an idea or is it a tool? What is it? A rank list is a is a way of presenting information. So it's a tool um, then? It's either an idea or a yes. tool, right? Yeah, I would say it's a, it's a tool. Okay, so let's let's look... The at same it. way like a book is a tool or yeah. like a, a, a... You know, okay. if you think about like in hypertext, you can have a list, you can have a link... You can have a title. You can have yeah. a div. I don't know. Um, are these a danger to your penis? Because at number fifty-two, we have nail clippers, <laughs> uh, which is a, which is a tool that we have in there. I think it's the highest ranked tool. Uh, yeah, order list. I would put a little bit below there because I use I use nail clippers just today, and so there's always the danger of mangling your penis. But you don't. Uh, you're not going to hurt yourself with an order list, but you don't need to use an order list all the time. I will say this: well, rank lists are so. I fun, like when though. the and the problem with the rank list to me is some people will do this thing where they'll say. Um, firstly, and then they say number two, yeah. and then they say Roman numeral three. Yeah. Like they don't keep the same format all the way through. And I, I find that That's infuriating. Yeah. And, and also, um, I'll tell you something I really don't like. You'd be on a word processor. You're trying to make a list yourself. Yeah. You put one, then it automatically puts the number two on. You say, I don't want that to, you try to erase it, but it won't oh, erase. Oh, you want to put an A? What? Just whatever, man. Like, let me do it. What do like, you want to put what, three? Like it's putting that, I'm just telling you. A lot of these things, if they happen to me, like if someone gave me an onion and handed me an onion or they brought me a sandwich that has onions in it and I didn't yeah. ask for them, I'm happy with it. I don't care. That's number 14 oh, on the list. So That's why. Yeah, you're saying so if there's, there's a If there's a list being put on me that I don't want, like I'm not asking for a list and the and the uh, Microsoft Word is trying to like make things into a list and I don't want it, pretty upsetting. Like, well, that's Microsoft uh, Word's fault, not the list. Yeah, fault. but I mean, Google Doc does – everybody will do it. I'm just saying – when okay. I get a, a a list imposed on me from without, which I didn't ask for, I'm I'm not happy about it. Okay, well, I hear you um, that there are some examples of rank lists. I'm glad I feel heard. But I think they're real fun in general, and this whole podcast is about a rank list. So okay, I so think... let's put them above nail clippers okay. because they're a useful tool, um, yeah. but they have a dark side, which is when you're trying to. Uh, not have an ordered list and then all of a sudden it gets imposed on you. You know what? I want to put them... How, how much higher do you want to put them? What okay. are you I like them mostly aesthetically. Just and come out I'm with it. Just looking, be honest. Okay. Don't okay. get around the bush, I want to man. Put them, just tell me where you want it to go. I want to put them uh, just a few spaces up. We had Name Clippers 52. At 48 um, is shirtless men wearing elaborate angel wings, golden May shorts, uh -huh. and furry cha-cha heels. Yeah. I'd like to put them under that. Here's an example of why it's not always good. What if it was like shirtless men wearing A, elaborate angel wings, oh. B, golden oh, May shorts, yeah. and C... Furry cha-cha heels. Is that better? Those are in order? 
Of like best to worst? It, yeah. yeah. Or if it was one, yeah, I don't I'm know, man. It. It's confusing. I would be into it, but um, I okay. like it this way as well. So do you, are, you, are you okay with putting it right there? I'm okay with it. I can okay. live with it. So uh, rank list, the tool, um, goes in at number 49, moving plants uh, to number 50. Um, so do you want to um, jump back out of this one up into uh, yeah. podcast? Yeah, let's go out from, from this level, to this, this tier, out of this nested tag yeah. into the next parent tag, which is <laughs> podcasts. Okay, so podcasts. Do we have like movies or books or it's, TV it's a, or anything medium, like that? It's a medium, right? Are there any other media in Not, here? I don't think as like, I don't think. Oh, video games oh, are number video 99. Games, right. It's at number 99. Yeah. I like podcasts more. I just like podcasts so much. It's going to be hard for me to. Uh, I got to tell you, my problem with video games is they're not fun. Oh, good point. And the ones that are fun, I, they take my brain and they try to destroy me. So they're either like boring or they they are at war with my brain. So uh, maybe podcasts are like that too, though. I, I think it should go higher. Podcasts are like. Yeah, and we're engaged in the making of one. We don't want yeah. to disrespect the medium in which we're working. It's disrespectful. It yeah. is. We don't want to be disrespectful. Um, um, and we have to pay it forward to the next generations and whatnot. And, uh, uh, moving up um, the list, saxophone and rock music's number 59. I think they oh, should go above well, that's that. That's kind of similar. It's in that you listen to it. Would you put it above Bon Jovi? Um, it's different because Bon Jovi is one particular band yeah. versus a whole medium. So it's really tough to compare the two. Yeah. I mean, I guess with podcasts, there are also like negative ones and there's negative sides to it. Like I listen to them too much and I'm not going to. Oh, or like they become, they radicalize you. They make you not want to get vaccinated. They make you storm the Capitol because you listen to the wrong podcast. Or, or want to get vaccinated or not storm the Not everything is like the curated to your taste. It might be curated to some other person's taste. I would taste put it as high like... as like Saturday Night Live. Maybe not that high, which is at number 26. Well, Saturday Night Live is okay. You know, it's in a way, it's kind of like a medium. In, in a sense that it's been around for so long and has been a platform for a lot of uh, different things and maybe some good and maybe some bad. Uh, what about karaoke? Karaoke is a oh, similar thing. Oh, you're right. Thing. And I do love karaoke and I would do karaoke. And you're talking into a microphone yeah. and you don't oh, record they, it though. And I kind of think karaoke is better because it's not recorded. I know that there are certain karaoke bars where like you go into those booths and they're like, oh, you can bring tape and you can make a recording and i think who would ever do yeah whoever yeah. comes there but I'm, i imagine maybe you're you're really serious as a singer you want to dude that sounds like a good youtube channel to have is like people you could just watch uh, people doing karaoke um although it'd be hard to pay for the rights um do you want to put it right under karaoke yeah i think so okay. yeah i feel like they kind of go together okay so uh podcast the medium uh goes in at number 28 moving boxer the dog breed to number 29 we've done everything we just completed our uh I guess it's our first uh, episode of the new year. It was tough, man. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I had a tough time with some of these, uh, some of these things. Yeah. It, they're big concepts. And yeah. so I'd be lying if I said, I didn't have some ill will towards the, uh, the people to who Thad submitted Donovan, Yeah. They deserve our, yeah. our ire. Just let's give them a moment of ire. Yeah. A moment of ire directed their way. Okay. And we did. And it. also thanks you guys for giving us those submissions. We really appreciate it. Uh, I want to say one thing I want to say is that um, to the listener, it's been a year, it's been a pandemic, so we've had a lot of time to make this podcast, which has been great. In about a month, I'm going to go back out on tour, uh, which is what I do for a job. And so um, we're going to have less time. Um, but Phil, we plan to put out weekly episodes. Yeah, yeah. They may be shorter. We might mess with, play with the format a little bit, at least while I'm on tour, but we want to be able to make them happen. So we're going to try to do that. In the meantime, listener, um, we're going to tell you very shortly how to do this, but keep on sending us submissions um, and your words of praise, which will keep us motivated. Do you want to take us out? Of course, I'd love to. 
I thought you never asked. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Every Damn Thing. We hope you enjoyed so it. So go to everydamthing.net for the updated list and uh, the show notes. If you have something you'd like to add to the list of everything or anything else you want to say to us, mainly words of praise, uh, email us at uh, list at everydamthing.net. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and you can suggest topics there as well. Subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen. Our theme is by Jade Huget. So if you enjoyed the show, please rate and review it uh, on whatever platform you'd like to. Send us a screenshot of a five-star review, a good five-star review, and um, if you send us that screenshot, you send us a submission you'd like bumped to the top of the submissions queue. Uh, we'll move you to the front of the line. Uh, move that submission to the front of the line. Also, um, in general, if you want to support the show, the best way to do it is tell all your friends about it. Recommend it to one friend or all your friends or strangers or whomever. Uh, and Phil, you want me to say it? I want you to say it. Okay. To put a cap on our first year, listener, I want you to know ranks for everything. <laughs>